This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! Me now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. Woo! James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. Chill. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping off the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. Wow. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip them to bits. Woo! Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend I'll let Welcome to One Nation Radio, and now here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd, and thank you for listening. SocialSuperFlex.com, BWB, what's up? Hello, girls, Wale, and this is One Nation Radio, Welcome to the April 13th edition of One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just watching, you know, Kata versus Shibata match. Uh, brutal stuff. It was simple, but it it worked perfection. Yeah, they um kicked the living dog shit out of each other. Like, um, I watched that match uh, the morning of my birthday, and like it was super early in the morning, and I was kind of like in and out. So, the only thing I really got from the match was, damn, they beat the hell out of each other. So, I wasn't really watching it, like, as far as a star rating. I was kind of in and out. But I watched it the second time earlier today, and, man, like, I don't know why why Okada would have, like, agreed to have that match. But it was, like, apparently Shibata's, like, the guy, he's, like... He, that was that was Okada's real man match, like <laughs> like between that and him fighting Suzuki a couple months ago. Um, you know he's been on a fucking roll. Like I don't like Okada's like been incredible this year. Yeah, he has. I uh, the thing with me with Shibata is just like it was so funny watching. Seeing them trade forearm shots for each other. Yeah. And Okada is giving Shibata, like, you know, you know, strong style, quote-unquote, but they're safe. Meanwhile, like, safe safe blows. Meanwhile, Shibata's hitting Okada, and they're sounding off. You can hear the thuds. You can see the sweat, like, bouncing off of Okada's skin after each shot. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, at what point does, like, Okada, like, like fire up and like and attempt to give a receipt because this is ridiculous. Look, they I think they they were in a situation where they apologized ahead of time and they're like <laughs> <laughs> and they're like you know whatever happens out there you know just ju- just go with the fl- just go with the flow, brother. You know that's almost like when Rasheed Wallace talked about how he would pay or how you would have basically write out checks. In advance of the fines and for protection, wow. like that's almost what it sounds like. Like, yeah, we did this ahead of time. Like, I ain't got to worry. I ain't got to worry about that. Yeah, uh, but today uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and do a little bit different show. We ended up getting tons of questions this week, so we're going to do a strictly question and answer show. Um, and a lot of these these questions come from our. Uh, Facebook group, the Wrestling Squared Circle. If you guys um, are listening and you haven't added yourself to the group, make sure you come on out. I'm starting to see some new faces in there. Um, so if you guys are here in this show and you're a new face and all that, so we welcome you. 
Um, but we're going to we can take it right from the top. First question comes from Dellen James. Um, he asks, do you guys think that SmackDown will be able to break 3 million viewers on its own this year, aside from the show that happened this past week? Um, maybe if they do some type of advertisement where if it's something similar to what was it called the last raw the last smackdown of the year last year the wild card finals they do something like that i mean the obvious answer would be if they actually do the draft but from what i from what i've heard like this is actually it this was the draft yeah and they just Um, didn't want to say that and it does make sense given the number of people that were involved in it because you you know when you think it's a shake you're thinking like oh maybe like five five you know different like acts move but or between each show, but no, it turned into like, you know, 24 or, or like 12 acts between each show or six acts between each show. More than that, it was, it was surprising to see as many people getting shaked, getting shaken up. I think, um, the only way SmackDown, uh, does break that they've, they've, they're promoting a first time match. And it's like during one of those, uh, lulls, like where there's one pay-per-view in a month and then SmackDown essentially decides to put a big show together. And there's gotta be like mm-hmm. a Nakamura and it's gotta be like one of those Nakamura dream matches we talked about last week to really get people in. Um, the next question, uh, comes from Nicholas Guerrero. What's up, Nick? Uh, he says, now that the Miz is on Raw, do you see him in the main event picture this year at any point? No. I feel like if we were going to pick winners and losers of people getting moved around uh-huh. uh, to a different show, I would feel like he he has to be one of the top losers. The only thing that gives me confidence about Miz is I feel like we can put the mic in his hand and he can dig himself out of whatever hole they put him in and he can make it work. The only thing I, 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 I have um, judgment about or I, I come to you know take a step back on is Miz against any of those faces, it just it just seems like an awkward mix. Like I, I, I think Miz and Reigns could be something to look forward to later in the year. Um, you think so? Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if it's gonna go off the way uh, the Miz and Cena thing went off. Like the only th- thing is, like he would really had to come at Roman in a way where they would have to force Roman to talk back to him. The reason why I have such an issue, why I think this is, a, he has such so many obstacles in front of him, is because you look at you look at the Raw roster and you see Braun Strowman. Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe all in front of him. Mm-hmm. And that's before you get to whether or not you think that Miz should be in front of Bray Wyatt, but because you know that Bray or that WWE views Bray Wyatt as a, as a bigger guy than um, put into the, into that, into bigger situations than Miz. So like I see four guys in his way. I see three guys immediately in his way, and then that doesn't include, like, what happens if they decide to turn Dean Ambrose eventually or, you know, one of those guys. Right. So I'm kind of I'm kind of wary of it. Or what happens if they split up Sheamus and Cesaro and she- move Sheamus back to being a heel? Yeah, yeah ain't no way uh, that man stay in face. I'll tell you that. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Not without Cesaro, no. Yeah. 
Uh, next question comes back from uh, Dylan James again. He says, um, with a bunch of NXT guys on SmackDown, uh, Owens, Zayn, Corbin, Dillinger, and Nakamura, and the previous head writer of SmackDown on, uh, or of NXT on SmackDown as well, do you guys think that we may be on the verge of what NXT was from 2013 to th- 2015 on SmackDown? No. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, w- I would say no because it's a completely different environment. Um, they don't get to uh, – they have to tell these stories uh, from week to week. With NXT, everything was taped ahead of time. You couldn't go back and make changes. And NXT was booked with a lot simpler philosophy. When these guys were fresher to the audience, like if you look at like Sami Zayn uh, in – what he was in NXT, he was so ridiculously hot. It was because he was a new face, like, on the scene, like, with it. And it was, like, his story has kind of been told already, like, to us. So when they do it, it's always going to feel like a rehash, no matter, like, how much they have to introduce it to uh, the audience that doesn't watch NXT. That's, like, I think that was an issue with Bailey because we saw her story already, essentially. And, and it was told better. Right. And, and in most cases in NXT, it was done better. So the, they're competing with uh, the memories and the standard that has been established while working in people that they never really, like, these guys can't all just wrestle each other. Like, it doesn't right. work like that. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, another part of it is, one of the reasons why SmackDown is almost every single week, or let's say like 80, 75 to 80% of the time better than Raw is because it's two hours instead of three hours. So it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't weigh, it doesn't weigh on you the same way a three hour show does when, you know, the, the bottom of the barrel stuff is being played on Raw and you're like, my God, like what? And you're, you know, you're like an hour and a half through it and you're like, my Lord, like what else is on the second half of the show? Like, is oftentimes most times we don't get a uh, a Braun Strowman segment where he does the most incredible thing you, you've seen in like the history of pro wrestling. Yes, you, you know that doesn't We're really happen. We're gonna have to work that in. Most weeks, uh, most weeks it's just Roman Reigns comes out and wrestles somebody in a main event. Yeah, great. Yeah, but a lot the, the same thing applies to when um, to to you know go from two hours to one hour. Is you can focus, you can make everything. You have to cut so much. Trim so much fat and and sharpen so many things to where it's a time and a place for this and the third and everything fits in a place. And as you said, with the pre-tape stuff, it was so much easier to set things aside and say, you know what, we'll get to it next. We'll get to it for this episode, and it won't it won't leak over to the next episode. Given what that is, live show and his injuries and everything, it's always going to be some type of scramble or something left behind. Like for example. SmackDown has done really good with um, having multiple feuds for women, but its biggest hole has been the fact that, I mean, outside of the Usos or American Alpha, they have no tag division. Right. Or they had no tag division. I mean, they got to sign the stars now. Right. <laughs> but, but ultimately, like that kind of thing goes by the wayside when you you know you're just going from week to week grinding, right? As opposed to you have a plan and you're going into it and it's only one hour, so right. it's a lot easier to, to put together a show. Um, and also, just they had so much more te- like they had so much more un WWEified talent. Uh-huh. 
to where you know those guys are you know we always joke that you go to the performance center and you were and you were somebody <laughs> from some other place that had notor they had notoriety as an in ring talent and they teach you how to work in WWE and then therefore your work is worse. Yeah. So like there was a time when like Kevin Owens comes immediately into the scene and like can wrestle Sami Zayn and it's it's, it's absolutely awesome and I mean. You give them time and you let them build a few, they can still do the same thing. They did the same thing just like over the summer last year. But it's a little bit different to where like you, you kinda like fresh eyes on fresh guys as you said previously and they're doing like nuts old stuff. Like think of when Kevin Owens first came in and started fighting the scene and how fresh that felt. Yes. Like think of like immediately Kevin Owens comes in, gets himself over in the first match on the NXT takeover. And then, like, becomes a top hill in the territory by the time the show's over uh, in his first show. Yeah. Like, you can't, you know, I don't think it you can really do that same. sort of thing now. Yeah. Um, question from Jeremy Donovan, uh, at Pro Black Guy from SocialSuplex.com. What up, Jeremy? Uh, he says, "What do you? Who do you think will benefit the most from the superstar shakeup? I don't know about you, James, but I have five names in mind. Um... Hmm. From where they, so really basically from where they start, where they were before the draft to where they could be potentially? Yeah, you know, based on, like, okay. I, I would guess opponents so and folks can like I, that. Can I try and guess the ones you name? Sure. One's Dean Ambrose. Yep. Uh, one would be... Are these all people that moved or people that are, are even, like, or just anybody? Even people anybody. that stayed? Anybody. People that stayed, too. Okay, I would say Samoa Joe. No, he wasn't on there. You didn't miss it? Okay. Um, uh, I'd say Sami Zayn. Nope. Okay, so give me your list. All right, so my list is um, uh, Rusev coming to SmackDown. Yeah. Actually, the funny part is I, I lost, lost my train of thought, but like, I actually thought of Rusev when I... Um, when this first happened, I was like, this could be great for Rusev when they mentioned him uh, on in, like, the promo thing saying he got moved over to SmackDown. I thought, like, that dude can come in and be, like, the second heel, like, the second he comes back from injury. Right. Um, and with that, uh, uh, as you said, Dean Ambrose, I got Baron Corbin on the list. Uh, because if you just look at the amount of heels and tall Give guys. Give opportunity alone, yeah. And then just based on opportunity. Yep. Like, Mine was more of opportunity plus, like, him being really good at putting together segments. All right, and I got something for you. Dolph Ziggler, uh, he's going to be able to regain that form that he ended last year with because there's a ton of baby faces for him to fight, and all those matches that he could potentially have will be good. Uh, if you see what he's probably going to end up doing with Nakamura, then eventually, you know, he gets around Zane. to working with Zayn. Then he gets around to work, fighting AJ again. And it's just like, mm-hmm. he can just go around the loop, as they say. And, like right now, and get, fuck around and get hot in the wrong time of year. <laughs> yeah, okay, so. And I got one I mean, more. Heel, I know the Hill side is weak right now for the men, the singles men in SmackDown Live. So, like, let's assume, let's just, let's just imagine that, let's just pretend that, like, Randy Orton's not going to turn heel in, like, a month, right? Yeah. So let's pretend like that's not going to happen. Right. Right? So where would where would Ziggler be starting out right now? Would he be number three or four? I would say he'd on be... On the heel side. I would say he'd be number three right now. 
Okay. In, behind uh, right. behind uh, what's his name? Behind Kevin Owens and uh, Corbin. And yeah. Uh, my last person was Sasha. Uh, with Charlotte leaving to go to SmackDown, uh, the boss can be who she's meant to be. And she doesn't have to worry about, you know, being the, like the creative energy being dedicated to, to establishing Charlotte as this queen-like character. And as you mentioned on the show before, I'm so glad they separated them. Like, yep. like they, when I was hearing those rumors about them going together, I'm like, why would you do that? Like, <laughs> yeah, like right. they, I agree. like they both need to be heels and they both need to be able to do their own thing. Like. Yeah, exactly. And we'll only get Sasha and Bailey the right way if Sasha gets back to that NXT form that she had because she was like unbelievable uh, with that with that whole character. And I feel like they've kind of like she's kind of just been lurking, and you know. So my question for you is this: Do you think at any point in the next year they will be able to organically get? Charlotte over as a face similar to how she was towards the end of her uh, her run in NXT. Fuck no. Uh, there's going to be no why one. Do you think, why do you think that is? Because there's going to be no one for her to to be more evil than or to be more evil than her. Like and to be like the only like they will seriously have to present her as just this ridiculous athlete this once in a lifetime athlete that how can you not love and a lot of it might come down to the aesthetics. Like, she's so much taller than a lot of the women that they have. Uh, she works best as a heel. You could almost have her all women's wrestlers. But uh, I didn't, never mind. Um, they, okay, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> but uh, with Charlotte, like, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, even in, you know, her match against Nia Jax, it was just like, it was just a lot of just sitting around, just like heel versus heel, and it was just like, yo, I don't want to cheer for either of them. Well, I think a lot of that would help is like, you know, Nia's office didn't look like crap. Yeah. You can say that. Like, she, I don't want to say it's, it's better, but it's like, it's it's similar to the Shaman Man conundrum where it's like, your office looks so unbelievable, yet you're like hurting people at the same time. <laughs> Um, like she like you know you know like it was like she wrestles or her strikes now like at least on Monday, like it was so soft. Mm-hmm. It was like that. It was like that. Miz Dean Ambrose or Dean Ambrose will give a fuck type of offense. Wow. And then and then you know she wants to drop people on you know drop somebody's head on the knee for when it's supposed to be a shoulder breaker, but whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll, head breaker. We'll, 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 we'll just. Yeah. We'll just, Sidestep that and continue right. on. Next, next question comes from all the way down under. Uh, Joe Saba, uh, what's up, Joe? He has. Do you think Shinsuke Nakamura will be world champion this year, or will they stick him in the mix for the U.S. title? Mm. He's ridiculously over. He, I think the argument with Nakamura eventually will come up. Like he's so over, he might not need the belt. Like, I think they could do that and use Nakamura's, like, this is going to be a weird example, but, but like, The Undertaker. Like, where you didn't have to, you know, they're already calling him, you know, the most feared striker in WWE already before he's had a match on I WWE television. The, I heard that when they said, I was like, okay. Like, damn, they even, they even put, like... Like, the Undertaker body ain't even, even cool like, yet. Retirement, 
They haven't even put Undertaker's retirement in the dirt yet. They said JR may just give him give him his own give him his gimmick. Give him the stuff. So I mean fine. Sure. He could be world champion this year. There's no reason not to do it. He's he's that over. He's the man. Um was the question he in the title scene or just or won the title? Will he be world champion this year or will they stick him in the mix for the U.S. title? Look, that look, okay. if we get Nakamura versus AJ Styles for a U.S. title, I I I, I seriously uh, wonder what the fuck is the world title match in that case. Uh, okay, so I'm going. To, I don't know if he'll get the belt this year, but I'm almost positive he'll have a title shot by like. By Survivor Series, right? But I don't know if they'll put it on them. We'll see. Maybe that. Maybe that's something. I think that's something to look forward to for next year. Yeah. I think that's something to look forward to for next year. You know, uh, Nakamura. You know, unless he has to wrestle Shane Man at WrestleMania or something like, or <laughs> or you know, something other, something ridiculous. You know, he's in a he's in Andre Giant Battle Royal or something. Um, also from Joe, he says, will there be a thrown-together tag team this year, similar to a Sheamus-Cesaro situation or Rhino and Slater? Oh, of course, it's out of necessity. Yeah, eventually those uh, like, the well will dry up on both sides. The yeah. Revival will need someone to wrestle. Uh, the New Day will end up needing someone to wrestle over the Usos once they fight each other in American Alpha. I would say it's, I would say it's more likely to happen over on the Raw side. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because of the time. Yeah, because of the time constraints, and given you know, who knows what happens with the Hardys in the future. Well, they might um, just. Like, it's, I know, they might I just know throw... they're on Raw and they're champions and they're great and everything, but and I'm happy they're back. But it's so weird that they're not on SmackDown, don't you think? I don't know. Like I, I don't. I, I never really like like drew guys to. Um, like being on specific brands aside from like you know, AJ needs to be over on SmackDown, Zayn needs to be on SmackDown. Like I don't know, like it gives us something to look forward to on Mondays. To, to, maybe maybe it's my bias of like the always the thought was you know when when for the draft first came in that like SmackDown was going to be basically like NXT light and then Raw was going to be Vince's Vince's big sweaty got big sweaty house gallery. Yeah, but. Um, a, a, a big sweaty house gallery of sports entertainment. Um, but I, I thought that you know the Hardys and the you know like if they were going to come to WWE, like the, the expedition of gold was going to be yeah. yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> the expedition of gold was going to head towards the blue side, not the red. But All I right. mean, whatever. Uh, I, okay, my question is this. Who's more likely to have a breakup, Sheamus Cesaro, or who's who's more likely to do it faster to break up, Sheamus Cesaro or the Hardy Boys? Oh, Sheamus and Cesaro, for sure. They um, they uh, have been together. They, they started their, their feud around SummerSlam last year, and then they became a tag team around Hell in a Cell, right? So I thought they were a tag team. I thought they were a tag. Te- oh wait. Wasn't their or final Night match SummerSlam or was it Night of Champions? Their final match was Night of Champions. And then they became okay, a so yeah. tag team the next month. So unless they're gonna just keep riding that out, that's that's gonna end, I feel like. I feel like they caught a second win as a team though. Right. Obviously, right. you know, they're never I don't think they should be there should be a time where they should take the belt off of uh 
the Hardys right now, um, because they're so hot um, as opening and coming back as, a, as as an act. But I think they're a really solid number two uh, team as on the face side for that division. So I would I was necessarily be in a rush to split them up right now. Right, right. Um, let's go with the next question. Uh, also from Joe, he says, who would you like to see this year? Book the best potential feud this year. And that's kind of, that's a lot of pressure, Joe, right? (laughs) Well, for me, it's easy. What's that? It's AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. Hmm. Why do you say that? Because they're both awesome. They're both really good on the mic. One's clearly, like, one's clearly uh, flourishing as a baby face. And it was such a great baby face. Even though he was here, we were still cheering for him. And Kevin Owens is really, really, like, we, we respect the fact that, like, that he's really good. Yep. But we will boo him because he's so good at being booable. And then the fact that, like, on the other end, there will be a guy that we can, like, cheer for instead of, like, it being seen on Roman Reigns. Yeah. That you, you know, you, you respect but still boo. That, like, it can actually really get, like, Kevin Owens can finally get his real first time ever, like, feud where... Like, he's getting the majority of the booze like he should. The real booze. I mean, you can kind of say he got that for Jericho, but that was just one match. Uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it a different direction, and the guys have feuded before, but if they do this right, it would be under completely different circumstances, and it would be Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. They would need to turn Dean Ambrose back heel, and then, you know, you get it from a whole different angle. Um, that they've done, and we know when these guys get in the ring, we know what it is with them. Uh, yeah. They got the built-in history. Hell. Are they? Are they WWE's like? Are they WWE Steen and Generico? Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Like they are like guys that are like linked together to fight. Literally, like we gonna fight our whole careers. I feel like. It's almost like, yeah. like it's like Ric Flair and Sting. We gonna fight forever. Like <laughs> I mean, the only the only time they should never be at odds is when like the Shield gets inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in like twenty years. Like that's the only or not or fifteen years. That's the only time they shouldn't like be at beef. But yeah. like they shouldn't each other into the Hall on. of Fame. And then and then they should both like say yeah you know I had my best matches with this guy, I had my best match with that guy, or whatever. And then do it like that. And then when and then when it's time for the Shield. Like, when it, they'll bring them all in, and then, like, I guess that'll be, like, the only night, like, for the next 15 years where we won't boo Roman. Maybe. <laughs> nah, he's getting booed. Maybe. Um, <laughs> He'll get booed it, when it's his turn to talk, but when he's on stage with those guys, he yeah. won't get booed. They, um, we're talking about throwing together tag teams. Maybe you, you throw Rollins and Ambrose together as a tag team and then have Ambrose turn on them. And be like, I've been waiting years <laughs> to, 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 to whoop your ass. And then, you know, you get one of those situations. Um... The next question comes back from Dylan James. He says, people keep saying SmackDown got set up this week, and I sort of agree in terms of the women, but their mid-card main event and even their tag team scenes look better than before. Thoughts? I totally agree. Like, the... I feel like SmackDown... Do you mean set up in a negative way or set up in a good way? I would say set up in a a negative way. Really? Yeah, like, um, I think SmackDown, like... like, I think we... I've seen you on different... uh, social media platforms is talking about like SmackDown has so many guys like for me if you keep these guys separate they have four main event match main event quality performers in separate matches at all times at least 
Well, I... Like, you have Orton, Nakamura, Owens, and AJ. And Cena. And then, yeah, and then Cena. Like, they're going to be fine. And, and it's a shorter show. But I guess the thing for me, the reason why I think it's set up in a good way is because if you look back at where the draft was, the original draft, back in uh, August or whatever. Yeah, August. or Was it August or late June or late July? What? The draft last year. It was in late July. Okay, late July. So you look at it immediately, and I remember we were saying to you, like, yeah, it's a big four of of Cena, AJ, uh, Orton, and Ambrose. And then they'll need a Miz or a Ziggler or a Corbin or a... uh, Cruz to work out. Or a Cruz to come through to make make the main car work for them. And now... Instead of having a, you know, they pretty much have the same, the same formula except like instead of having, you know, four, uh, for sure main eventers, they have five. So for me, I feel like they're in a better spot. I agree. Then on the then in the women's side, if you look at it, for me, it's like all right, if we were doing a real life trade, and I said okay, Charlotte, if someone says I offer you Charlotte. For Alexa and Mickey James as and Mickey James as she is now, not as opposed to when she first came in, you say who says no first? I would say the person who has Charlotte's will say no first. Right. Yeah, I feel like SmackDown fleece them. Like Alexa Bliss ain't no Charlotte. Like like regardless like she, of what people want to like say. A better, like she's a better promo, but like once the bell rings, it's a whole yeah. different type of story. Yeah. Like um And I mean we've seen, I mean, I don't know how much of it is because of them trying to stick to what they did at NXT and like shoehorn them, but like the women's storylines for the past uh, what or since let's say even Survivor Series, like have clearly been better on the SmackDown side. Yeah, and I'm excited to see so, Charlotte in that environment. Exactly right. So, I mean, if you tell me that um, SmackDown, like who did SmackDown lose from the tag team division? The SmackDown lost Heath Slater and Rhino. And they gained a new day. Right. What what are we what are we talking about here? I feel like SmackDown like clearly made out like bandits. Yep. I feel uh, like the, I feel like the better show ended up getting actually better as a roster. I agree. Um Caleb asks, what is Sami Zayn stealing for the next twelve months up to WrestleMania thirty four? Essentially. Ooh. Um. Uh. Once, okay. Once Orton goes back heel in in like six weeks, uh, he gonna need somebody I to would, beat. I would say. I would say like a. I would say you know, once you know if, when Cena's gone, that's the third baby face. Um. When Cena's back, he'll be the fourth baby face. Um, I think he'll get treated a lot better on SmackDown than he will against Raw because the guys on the heel side on Raw, I'm sorry, the heel side on SmackDown is a lot more quote unquote beatable, uh-huh. kayfabe wise, than uh, at least for the time being now than uh, Raw's heel side. Like for him to have to, you know, it's another, it's one thing when you know you're going, he's getting over Braun Strowman, you know, for a few by getting slaughtered. Yeah. It's another thing when like 
you know, he's fighting, you know, the top dude right now is, is Owens. Like, we've seen him beat Owens before and have great – and feud with him. And was Jimmy Magic. So, like, just going from there, like, he's on a lot – he's in a lot better shape to look better on a week-to-week basis than he was on SmackDown and or on Raw. And on SmackDown, I don't think they're going to make him look like the goof in the background that, like, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns are going to, like, scoff at. Yes. You know, and, and and think is a geek, and I don't. I think you know, I think the neurotic thing might be out the window, which I hope it does. It is out the window. I think uh, I think he'll probably win the U.S. title before WrestleMania 34. I would I would go pretty confident in saying that. Uh, as far as anything higher, I'm not sure. I just think there's too many guys in front of him. But you know, mm-hmm. at any time they could say, "Hey, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura, why don't y'all niggas go do what y'all did?" Uh, and NXT take over Dallas on pay per view, and then <laughs> that man's stock could just rise through the ceiling. So who knows? Um, let's see. I had uh, a quick question. Yeah. Um. Where? When do you think Cena comes back? I feel like he comes back after Money in the Bank. Okay. So, like, as to not be like, oh, why isn't Cena, or, you know, never know. They'd be like, yeah, we're going to put Cena in the Money in the Bank match, and then that man going to cast this shit in straight up at SummerSlam. I'm like, oh fuck y'all. God. Y'all like, ain't like shit. Yes. Y'all ain't shit. Y'all ain't got nobody y'all want to have this briefcase, so, so this is how you going to do it, huh? Remember how wacky yeah, that one Cena cashed in, when he cashed his Money in the Bank for United Champions? Yes. Like, you're going to cash it in straight up. Man, fuck you. And many times he got fucked over too. Yes, dummy. Out, out there, to, out there acting like Sting. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> the next question comes from Billy Barton. He says, "Will Lesnar hold the championship until WrestleMania and face off against Reigns?" I don't know. I'm not the Booker, but um <laughs> oh, now I know how to really Maybe. want to ask you because I, I forgot my I forgot what I was uh, going to say. But yeah, this 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 can also fit in here as well. Uh, that's what she said, but. <laughs> Where, seeing that there's shenanigans where AJ is the former champion on, the top champion on SmackDown, and his belt's gone, or his belt is held by Orton, and Orton is about to, like, fight Bray Wyatt for that belt, and, like... And who the fuck knows, man? And Bray Wyatt is going to be on Raw regardless. Are we, is it going to be championship, are, are we looking at a, do you think they're actually going to pull a Bray, or a Bray Wyatt for Brock Lesnar swap and then Lesnar shows up on SmackDown? I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Brock Lesnar ain't showing up on Tuesdays. They're not putting him on a lesser rated show. Even though I think it would make sense in theory, like, alright, we're going to bring the world title back to Raw, or the WWE title back to Raw, and then figure it out. It could be, but it doesn't. But because, it doesn't make because, sense because I feel like they have a stronger main event. And but it, but it, but it doesn't make sense, Rich. What you mean? Because the belt's red. I agree. <laughs> That's why it doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I see that. But like, like, it, like if disregarding colors. The universal belt is something that bitch is blue on a Tuesday. I might revolt, bro. That would be hilarious. Like it'd be dark because, navy because blue. Basically, what they said. Basically, what they basically what they decided is hey. We're gonna we're gonna uh, set up this whole year long thing for for uh, Roman Reigns to beat you in a year, but like we also do need a top belt. 
So, like, we're going to take the belt from the other show and move it over to this one, and then, like, they can fight, and then they can fight for crumbs over for the right. secondary belt while you're just away. Right. Well, that would well, piss me off. Yep, and it'd be like, yeah, they have all those quote-unquote main event caliber guys out there have AJ Styles be the U.S. champion, and that's just, like, the top belt, or Kevin Owens be the U.S. champion. Like, like y'all ain't shit, man. Like, <laughs> It was, bad, it was bad enough when it was just going to be Kevin Owens like being the the, the U.S. champion on on Raw right. as the only belt by basing in the motive without getting his rematch either. Now it's like, yeah, you might be the same as that thing that said we moved your ass to the Tuesday show. All right. So now, like, without Cena there, you now are working in smaller houses, so you might be getting less checks on merchandise. Damn. Um, so I, I'm not sure. Like, I like that's the Billy. I think that's the plan. Who knows? Uh, Joe asks, who does Randy Orton drop the belt to on SmackDown? I don't know. It's a little early to be th- be thinking about that, but if I had to say... I think he's going to hold the belt to, like, SummerSlam. He could. Uh, or until he... Wait, who has money in the bank this year? SmackDown. Okay. So I would say that I would, I would assume that he's going to hold on to the belt to at least like SummerSlam or Bruh. or some time around then. Bruh, what if Baron Corbin cashed in money in the bank on him? That'd be gross if he won money in the bank. Really gross. I know. Um, as far as I don't know if I if I had to pick like a straight up like wrestling match, um, hell, Kevin Owens, why not? Okay. Um, this would be after Owens loses the U.S. title, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my my question would be, what are we going to do with the money in the bank? Like, I feel like if Sami Zayn won money in the bank, they have him fuck around to lose. Oh shit! <sighs> so, like. Who could it be? Like, it could be AJ because AJ's so good that he could like, almost, like, demand a title shot. Same for Cena. Cena literally can't just show it yes. up and demand a I title shot. I want a title shot. match. Okay. Right? Okay, John. Yeah. Uh, huh. I, Owens, I mean, Owens has been the champion already, so it almost feels like that's redundant that he would, like, win money in the bank to get a title shot again. Right. Um... Shinsuke? I, I had someone say Nakamura on there. It could be Nakamura. I, huh. I'd like to see that. Um, I feel like he needs to be. I feel like I feel like he needs to be like away from the title scene until he finally gets the title shot. Like right, it's like it's like long people, overdue. Beat some people, beat be some people, and then like all of a sudden you look up and like, yeah, that dude needs a title shot. And then like the next very next month, that man's in the title picture. Right, like. Like you like yeah you you can carry that shit like all the way to the Royal Rumble and have like Nakamura win the belt at Royal Rumble or some shit. Be like yeah that man hasn't lost since he showed up. Like and, like maybe I should reward this man. Like yeah, <laughs> like start that start that man out. Um, start that man at like thirty one and zero. All right. Um, I remember there was a point at NXT last year, like, he was 51-0-1, like, after, like, you know, NXT didn't wrestle less matches, so that was, like, his, re- it was, like, a draw, or, like, a no contest or something like that. It was a match that had to end early, that, uh, I think the Austin Aries match, they, like, called the match or whatever, so that was, like, the one. Um, another question from Joe, he asked, who does Bray Wyatt 
uh, after Bray Wyatt, who does Randy Orton feud with? Got to be AJ, right? Mm, it could or do be. You think, or do you think? I, I don't know. I, I I think like like we said, we get that Orton heel turn because like I feel like that Randy Orton babyface champion shit. That shit is only gonna fly. Like even with the belt, that man's like number three babyface at best right now. So like, that's why. So that's why I'm saying like I think that if. Like as soon as you get, as soon as he beats Bray Wyatt again, he's gonna fight Sammy Zayn. Take Zane. his black ass over to uh, over across Eight Mile, then he needs to <laughs> then he needs to go ahead and um he needs to go ahead and, and take on AJ because AJ is you know was is more old. or less still owed a title shot. Yeah, he could do that, or they could do the standard. All right, we want to establish you in a down month, and he gets someone like Sami Zayn. Um. Mm. They were like, go out there and give and give Randy a hell of a match, and then take the RKO. Like, <laughs> right, right. But if you, but my thing is like, what's going to turn him heel? So I would, so for me, it would be like, okay, yeah, like that would definitely, like him fighting AJ would definitely give him. It would be so easy for him to turn him heel, and people would like will be into the heel turn. Right. Yeah, you can do that. Too. And want to boo him. Um, next question comes back from Dellen. He says, "How far can Ty Dellinger go without the ten gimmick?" Um, I think he's got that. Great babyface fire in him that fans could get behind. Without the ten gimmick, in my opinion, Ty Dillinger is just like another dude. Um, I think he's without the ten gimmick, he's still in NXT. Yeah, uh, for life. Like, like, he's like, he's like, like NWO for life. Like he was still being NXT. Look, like NWO Freshman for life. That man's NXT for haircut. life. Yes, that was a douchebag haircut. Um, you know, that man would really be NXT for life. You know. Full life out there. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Um, the the thing with Dillinger, I think, is he's gonna be uh, awesome. Like, like not everyone needs to be the world champion. Um, maybe he gives a mid card belt sometime during his career, and he's like he does his gimmick. Like he comes out there, gets the gets the crowds hot early, and then you get him in a situation where. He's putting over your guys you want to become monsters. Like, like I feel like he he's a prime candidate for for Kevin Owens to whoop his ass. I would say that he should have. Well, I'm looking thinking about like no wonder like SmackDown seems also besides the two hour thing why it seems like such a better product. Like think on a baby think of like the abundance of baby faces that are getting wins on a, on a weekly basis. Like between a like Sammy just got there, but you have AJ. Orton just won the title. Um, they're putting over uh, right now. They're putting over Nakamura as a superstar. They're putting over Mojo, even though whatever. And then they're putting over uh, the Ten God right now too. So it's like, <laughs> look at all these, look at all these strong, thriving baby faces on this company. Like on this show, like you go, you turn over to Raw. Meanwhile, the top baby faces out here getting literally murdered. Yes, literally murdered. Yes. Three different times murdered. Killed. Um, yes, I think but, we should. Um, we, I, I think I we would should. Say, okay, go ahead. But I would say, I'd probably say Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder on his best days with the company, right? I think that's. I think that's what they should go for him. Like he's somebody that you should be able to beat, but like don't don't beat him to where you make him a complete geek, correct? And, and like make people stop just completely not care about him, but like. Keep using him as a guy that, like, if you need somebody, if you need a top heel to get over, you sit him in there and you have him beat him, but you don't, you know. You make him a fun part of the but show. You don't, but, 
but like between like he should probably like be on Raw and beat like the Jinder Mahals of the of the of the world like three times a month, and then on the fourth time, or and then on like the, that fourth uh, week of the month, he He's gets beat by a by a Kevin Owens. Right. You know what I mean? Like a savage beating, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of savage beatings, I just want to talk about it now. Braun Strowman kicked the the dog shit out of Roman Reigns. He had an all time Monday Night Raw moment on that man's head. Uh, he he coined a, a catchphrase which I think will live forever, as they say. I'm not done with you yet. Yeah, I'm not done with you yet, Roman. Like, <laughs> and it was just like I don't know how they ever expect Braun Strowman to be booed again. Ever. Make remember, him a champion. Remember after WrestleMania, how, or just a week ago, how they we were like, dude, how night. are they possibly going to fix, how are they possibly going to fix Braun Strowman? <laughs> like, they, had that man, they had that man get beat by Roman clean as a sheep on, uh, at Royal Rumble, or not Royal Rumble, at Fastlane. Then, like, he's backing out from, he's backing out scared to death of, uh, of Undertaker. Then, He's, uh, you know, then he's getting choke slammed by Undertaker, and then he's not retaliating, and then he gets thrown out the, the Andre Morrow battle royal on the pre-show by a bunch of fucking, by the village full of geeks, <laughs> and then, and then, like, I'm thinking, like, bro, they just killed this dude dead in the water, and then sure enough, they were like, shut up, James, we know what we're doing over here. <laughs> like, over I, on this look, side. Like, look, Mr. Man's been like, look, bro, I've been getting, I've been getting gigantic mountain motherfuckers over for, for, for 30 years. I'm going to get this dude back over. Yes. And, and congratulations, they did it, because that was fantastic. Like, I don't know, like, like, what the hell Roman Reigns uh, did to that man, but that was an all-time ass-whooping. That's right up there with that Bret Hart and, uh, and Stone Cold Steve Austin when they were in the when ambulance. Stone Cold, Stone Cold beating up inside the stretcher? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's right up there with all that. Like, the only thing I was shocked that Braun wasn't driving or whatever, but then he flipped the motherfucker. Like, I I was so impressed by, by what they did with Strowman, and they need to make Strowman like, a champion. Like, he needs to beat Lesnar. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Like the best part is like the best part is like if you're watching it at home and you're just like okay so they presented this whole thing like Roman was going to turn possibly heal off of being the Undertaker but they're not doing it right so you're frustrated they're not doing yep. it right so and then after he, you know he cussed the the the, the forward promo last week and you're thinking like oh he's a smug prick and he showed up this week and he's all he wants to be humble Roman yeah like, look fuck that this is bullshit yep. so you're upset you about get this work then. Job then scene, you know, that man, he, they run up on that, or Strowman runs up on that man and beats him up. You think, oh, okay, this is good seeing the pace. Like this dude, this dude for being flippy floppy, for being a fight and want to be humble after that, like on some Floyd Mayweather shit, like just like a just disingenuous prick. Like yeah, you deserve to get ran up on. Yeah. Good, beat him up, bro. beat him up, Strowman. Then you think, okay, that's the end of it. Nope. And then it wasn't the end of it. And he comes, he comes back, pulls him off the stretcher. <laughs> And he throws him off the fucking stretcher. You're like, damn. Okay, that's a good, that's a nice little segment. It made, it made me think of uh, when Kevin, when um, it made me think of like, okay, so he killed this dude, and then he killed him again. And I'm like, it made me think of when when Kane killed uh, on successive weeks was killing Zack Ryder. Oh my god. <laughs> Remember that? Yes, just pushing him <laughs> off the stage in a, in a in a wheelchair and everything yeah. like and that. Chokes, and he chokes him off the top, off the off the uh, the cement to the floor. Um, and then uh, he chokes him through the, the ramp. 
Yeah, so then you think, okay, that's the end of it. Obviously, like, you know, they're going to take his haul his ass off to the, uh, what is, what is WWE like to call instead of the hospital? The, uh, the medical the local facility. Medical facility. Yep. Yeah, because they don't speak like humans. Right. So then they say, you know, he comes back. He says, I'm not doing you yet, Rome. He, he hops into the damn, into the damn, uh, I don't know how he even fits in, into the uh, ambulance. Like, bro, like, if that dude gets, needs to get carted off, uh, Strowman, that man has to get, like, then he has to be a bariatric, uh, stretcher to get him. He's huge. Yeah. Or, so anyway, he beats him up, and then I'm thinking, okay, that's the end of it. No. He goes to the side of the damn thing, and he, and he, he tilts the damn thing over, and I'm, just, I'm at that point, bro, I'm just busting out laughing. Like, this is, like, phenomenal. Like, this is comp. Like, you know how comedy works where, like, if you try to put a, a joke over, you layer it to where, like, you do the thing three times. Yeah. Like, that was li- literally, like, the you know, layering it three times. And then it kept it kept escalating to more and more ridiculousness. So, we're like, you know, he beats the dude up. Okay, cool. Then he literally kills the dude by uh, by throwing him off the ledge, on, you know, face first on, on over on the stretcher. Then he gets to a point where, like, now I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm going to go, like, Bugs Bunny... Uh, Looney Tune style and just to the point of like absurdity and flip over the <laughs> flip over the fucking avalanche. It's like yes. it was just great, man. It was just great. Yep. And uh, Roman Reigns deserved that ass year. whooping. What's up? That might be the best thing they do all year. <laughs> um, next question comes from Kiara Marshall. What up, Kiara? She asks if we will get. Do you think we'll get Cena versus Nakamura this year? I think that's a WrestleMania match, personally. Maybe, like, a SummerSlam match of the worst. But, you know, they want to do different things with Cena come WrestleMania, it seems like. Um, I think that's a great SummerSlam main event. Who knows? But, I, I yes, I, I feel like that, that happens at some point uh, um, before WrestleMania, if not at WrestleMania. Okay, so if I remember correctly... Cena in 2015 fought um, fought Rollins at SummerSlam, right? Yes. The John Stewart situation, right? Correct. Okay. Um. So that means it's been about if we were to like play this out and say if we if we were to go to SummerSlam. That means it's been about two years since Owens and, and uh, Cena have fought in a, in a pay-per-view match, right? So yeah. that's in play. They would never – I don't think they would do Orton and Cena at SummerSlam. They would say that for some B-show pay-per-view or whatever they felt like didn't have enough to make it work. Well, um, it'll be WrestleMania next year. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nah, they get down. John Cena going to wow. win a Royal Rumble and Randy Orton holds his belt this whole time. I can, I would say the earliest that it could happen would probably be like Royal Rumble. Nah, but that's a great I would, but if, if you're going to get that in the Royal Rumble, then you might as well and say with the just Royal Rumble, then you might as well like say that for WrestleMania. So I would say the earliest WrestleMania. We could have said the same thing about John Cena versus AJ Styles. I will say that for WrestleMania, but you know they want to. Well, the thing they is, well, fuck the thing is they had that, that that fluky match at Battleground before then, and then they had the real match at SummerSlam. And then they had their, you know, yeah, their their, like, you know, the last match at Royal Rumble. They could have had a real, they could have done a WrestleMania, but they decided let's do a proposal and let's put Shane on the mat, on the card. 
basically, let's fuck up. Um, uh, Jeremy asks, uh, he said, any thoughts on Titantron videos transitioning from highlight clips of moves to just the wrestler's name? Personally, he's kind of sad to see the highlight clips go away. I didn't notice that. <coughs> about you, James? I think it's something that just sort of, sort of happened. Like, I think... Like, the first one I remember really was, like, that was when, like, uh, Orton became champion in 2013. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, more and more it's like that, like... They don't, like, Seth, is, Seth isn't like that or whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I guess I would say it might help establish guys that aren't known, but, you know, I think it would benefit guys that, you know, are newer to the uh, – mm. I don't know. I almost want to have it both ways. I feel like for guys that aren't, like, that haven't been around for, like, a year, they, they, they should probably have it on the time trying. And after that, you already know what it is with them, so you might as well just, you know – I feel like they, they need to go ahead and put Braun Strowman lifting that ambulance up on loop in his <laughs> and just put Braun Strowman over that bitch. Like, <laughs> it'll be over forever. Like, I would say that it would benefit someone like, say, a, um, a, uh, Ty Dillinger. But I don't think, but I think it would, that would take away from someone's interest like a Finn Balor or a Shinsuke Nakamura. You know what I mean? Right. Like it needs to be dark. That room needs to be dark so he can they can go out there and do the you know do all the the crazy silly dances. Yes, all the jigging. Um, question yeah. question from Omar. He says, "What New Japan and Ring of Honor stars do you think could ad- adapt their current gimmicks to WWE or NAC? And what brands do you think they flourish on?" But you asked that one more time. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, what New Japan and Ring of or Ring of Honor uh, stars do you think could adapt their current gimmicks to WWE, and what brands do you think they'd flourish on? Um, I mean, if you give me my choice of a uh, of anybody from from New Japan or from uh, Ring of Honor to come to WWE and immediately like. Flourish, I would say my pick would be Okada. Um, like, ain't too many, ain't too many six foot four dudes that are best. Like, ain't too many six foot four dudes that, that can really, 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 really wrestle. You know, just hanging on, growing on trees. Um, <laughs> That's also twenty nine years old and like super main eventer. That too. And it's like you know, maybe the big best big match or is the big, best big match performer we pro- we have in the world right now. Um, so I would say, I would say, yeah, I would say Okada. Uh, I mean, you don't really have to even do too much. I mean, it, it, all you gotta, all you gotta do is literally like you make, you make it rain on people. He yeah. comes out there with the giant, you make it, you have him come out there with a the gigantic colorful robe like he's been doing his gear. I mean, his, his ring, ring gear looks like nobody else's right now. Um, he has a look nobody else has with like with the with the with, you know with the uh, the blonde hair right now, um, and you just let him go. You let him do his thing. Like you, you know, I don't know how good his English is, but they they can figure a way around it because they haven't done much English with, with Shinsuke. And look at that—he looks like the biggest damn star since Hulkamania right now. <laughs> so yeah, um, if it's me, I'm taking Ken- Kenny Omega. Just because, you know, that man is the big bout machine. 
just as long as Okada's credentials are, since Omega's came into this main event run, I feel like he's is equally uh, impressive. Uh, he can literally go in there and thrive, I feel like, in any any environment. You can put him in NXT, he'll carry the brand. You can put him on SmackDown, there's dream matches everywhere. You can put him on Raw, and, you know, it might be a little different, different on Raw just because Raw is Raw. But, um, yeah, you know, anytime you describe something with its name, you know, that means it's not good. But <laughs> Problematic? Yes, it's problematic. But um, they, you know, if, if I could pick a guy, it would be Omega. Because I know what is going to be on the big match stage. He's, he's a super athlete. He has a look. And he has a great ability to talk, like, and to be honest. Like, the only thing I would be concerned about with Omega was would be when they want to give him those WWE promos to basically cut down on, you know, the way he comes across like as personable in his promos. Um next and also they're not gonna let him do a Terminator gimmick either. Yeah. Triple H already got that unlocked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they they've got uh Jeremy uh LeBoy writes in, what's up LeBoy? Uh he asks Thoughts on Finn Balor's situation. Is it his fault or steroids Mahal? I mean... In my opinion, it, yeah. Like, it's a, I mean, it's got to be the guy that threw the punch, right? Or the strike, right? Yeah, I, I don't really blame anyone for getting concussed unless you take a serious risk where you, like, you jump off of something and you hit your head the wrong way or like that. Where, but if you out here getting clocked by somebody... I mean, and Finn Balor wrestled all those years in Japan, and I don't think he got clocked like that over there. It just has to be a level of care that the opponent obviously either overlooked or just didn't, you know, show. Uh, regardless, like, I, I do want to say something about how how mean and how cruel, like, people have been to gender about this uh, whole thing on, on the Internet. It's like people have to be a lot more fair about these situations. Like wrestling, you get hurt in wrestling. And for the fact, you know, we don't like Jinder Mahal and, you know, there's a steroid whispers around and that's something to make fun of him about. But if, you know, we're keeping it in the buck, like injuries <clears throat> happen. Like Austin Aries just got kicked in the face last year by Nakamura and basically had to miss like eight months or something like that. And no one's calling yeah. Nakamura unsafe. And, you know, Rollins like yeah, hurt are, guys. Are, like are we like and we people talk about Kevin, we will talk about Owen Hart, like we don't talk about like the fact that, you know, he almost ruined the greatest thing that ever happened in wrestling, right? Right. Like, we don't talk about the fact that like that man almost killed Austin. We don't talk about that at all. Right. Like I don't So it's like who gets so like like at least be consistent as far as who gets leeway for injury somebody who doesn't. Like we don't even talk about like the muscle buster. Right. Uh, with with uh with with TJ at all? We, we just assume it's a freak accident. I, I feel like this is too like he, his aim was a little off. You know, gender is probably like looking at it like I'm in the ring with you know a top guy. I, I feel like you know I've been putting in this this work re- regardless of you know whether the work is tainted or not. Like this is a, a big opportunity for him. Maybe he was nervous, like you know, and just got a little excessive with it. Look, accidents happen, like. I, I like I view that I view the him um, I view him like knocking out Finn as like as like when Seth broke or, or seen his nose It's like right obviously he didn't mean to do that like shit happens like it's an it's an inaccurate strike it happens like it should happen 
you would think these dudes would be careful enough not to, you know, do some shit like that. Especially, like, because, you know, at least when it comes to um, gender, like, gender's not no strong style worker. Like, what's he doing throwing shots like that? Right. But Stick to what you do. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, do your thing. Like, you got to sort of practice those sorts of things first, you'd imagine. Um, and not in front of a live studio audience. Right. And so, it's, you know. Uh, in front of the world, yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't give him much grief about it. I just, you know, I, other than like, damn, that sucks. Like, I give him much as much grief as I give, you know, Charlotte for damn near killing uh, Naya on, mon- <laughs> on uh, Monday with the with, with the with the moon boot. Yes, the moon boot. Um, you know, not the Kobe's. Um, they, uh, <laughs> uh, another question from Jeremy Lavoy says, "How would you book Cena's comeback this year? Uh, would him coming back face be an alternative now?" Since he's going to be taking more of a backseat to things, or will we always get that tired and that tried and true, or tired and true, super face Cena? Your thoughts on his direction from here? I mean, he's John Cena. Like, of course he's going to come back as a face. Yeah. Like, and take a backseat to who? Yeah, because he took a backseat last time, right? Yeah, it ain't no backseat, man. Like. <laughs> uh... I'm trying to figure out right now. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Like, who is he going to like completely neuter on the mic? Like when he comes back, because there's nobody else that he hasn't like gone, you know, back and forth with already. Like it he did, he did the shit to 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 AJ. When he says he's just a guy from Atlanta, and then like after he beats, he's like, you know what? You're not just a guy from Atlanta. Like, bro, maybe you should like sell that for, on the front end for like to sell the pay per view for the fight right. instead of calling me a fucking screw up. <laughs> anyway, um, so. He did that with Owens already. He's done it. You know, he's already, you know, we've seen him bury Orton before. Yeah. You've had problems in the ring. you had problems out the ring. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And he like, you know, hopefully you don't, you know, hopefully you don't make this excuse as something that, you you know, you should have done 10 years ago or whatever. Yes. Um, But I'm trying to figure out, like, who else is there for him to, like, you know, verbally kill and let hold the mic and not talk for five minutes? But maybe it's Nakamura, like, like you know, Nakamura really ain't gonna say too much bad to him anyway, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, Nakamura might put pause on him if you're talking for talking yeah, that long. Yeah, strong style. Nakamura's only giving it to be no, no, no words or less words, more fists. Yes, like I, the crowd cuts promos for me. Um, I don't know. There'll be somebody that pops up. It could be got, Ziggler. It could be Ziggler. Oh, Ziggler. Yeah, he'll bury Ziggler again. It could yeah. be Ziggler. Yeah. Uh, I, yep. I, 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 yep. let, I let Ziggler. Ziggler get a couple wins, elevate him up, and then they'd be like, "Oh, you just got you got oh you got engaged to Nikki, huh?" And then they they go through that whole deal, and we get Johnson and Dolph that. Ziggler. I don't know about that part, but like that's a great call though for saying Ziggler. Yep, they'll elevate Ziggler over these next couple months, and then Cena comes right back. Ready to shove him down the flight of stairs again. Just yes. shove him. Yes. Just push. Awkwardly, too. Not seen it get yeah. down. Um, <laughs> question from Hitesh. How long do you think uh, WWE, or how do you think WWE will change once Vince is no longer in charge? I mean, he's asking this question last if Vince is ever going to step down. He's asking this question as if Vince is ever going to die. Right. <laughs> um, What's up, Hitesh? Uh. I think we get a more of a, like, I think we get wrestling to roll back kind of to what it was. Like, I feel like Triple H is going to try to recreate the NWA 
uh, with a bigger budget production value and everything like that. I think I think we'll get more consistent storylines from week to week. So we're not scratching our heads saying, bro, didn't two weeks ago you just say this? Right. Um so I think I think that where like there won't be a situation where like week to week, like you don't like it's everything's in flux from week to week except for like the top of the card. Right. <clears throat> um Yeah. Maybe they Maybe they're less aggressive with like their uh, expansions, like for for different like business ventures and things of that sort. But I think WWE's kind of they are who they're going to be at this point. Like unless there's another like technology thing that's like uh, on the horizon that I, I can't think of right now. But like this, like <clears throat> wrestling always changes when new technology comes along and with streaming. I feel like WWE was a couple of years early with that. Like people were just kind of getting on streaming now and WWE is like dedicated themselves to that like three years ago. So kudos to them for that. So however long the streaming wave, I think that's the real question. Like whenever that changes and we're on like, you know, a different way to consume the wrestling, that's when WWE will change. <clears throat> I, um, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I would, I would say I don't really see how much, how much it could change because, like, given where we are now, where they have so many more people, like so much more talent than like they have television. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know, they roll back in the in the future. Hmm. Maybe they roll back. They they you know they scrap the uh, the the cruiserweights and you know maybe they maybe that's a situation where in the future you know they they focus more on um they focus more they go back to the basics more or less like they 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 shrink back down and as far as number of shows or whatever and realize that they're they're pretty much overdoing it with the amount of content they're putting out and i understand like they need the content to to, to be able to justify the network but like all the content that they're putting out there all the new content like none of it is actually drawing new eyes to the to the network or new customers to the network right it's just added like, value yeah it's just a secular motion of like the pay-per-view setup so like they're always going to have people who go. They're going to come in for Royal Rumble and uh, WrestleMania season and SummerSlam time. But like, they're not like no matter what they do, like unless they like unless they do something like legitimately news grabbing to where it is like you know something's going to be talked about on you know morning um, morning news shows, uh, then they're just never going to like grab new people to the network. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, what's the point then? Like, you're just spending money, you should spend money. Yeah. Um, our last question, and we, we've made it through a little over an hour with all these questions. I want to thank everybody for submitting all their questions today. I, I threw up a little post, and I didn't expect to get this much feedback, but hey, keep it coming. Uh, if you guys ever want to send questions, like, just, like, without, like, you know, the posts or whatever, just email radio1nation at gmail.com. And I'll check that and be sure to read them off. Um, Joel Sorensen asks, uh, the final question, will we ever get content as good as we had from about 1997 to 2001? 
Will we ever get content as good as that from? Yes. Is he is he talking about WWE content or is he talking about like? I would say WWE. I, I would say WWE. We're getting better content now. Yeah. I, okay. People, people just don't want to believe that. Not, look. Yeah. Dude, look. If they want to, this is what I'll say to them. I would. I would suggest somebody. I don't know who it is. If you got a friend with a um, with a subscription to Wrestling Observer or or, F, or FRW Online or, Rest, or or to the Observer newsletters, I would suggest that you go to the website, go to the podcast, go and, and listen to some of the Brian Vinny retros. Um, of basically basically every single Tuesday, they they review the the Raw and Nitro. Um, from that particular day, 19 years ago, I listen to it. I've been listening to it for about three, four months now. Every single Tuesday, and at first, when you listen to them review Raw, uh, Raw in in Nitro, you think they're exaggerating for how bad some of this shit is. But I tell you, Rich, and I mean, we need to talk about this. I've, I've gone back and watched a couple of them, or watched the segments, and they're talking about how shitty it is. And I'm like, oh my god, they might be underselling how bad this is. Like, <laughs> like bro, like there was, there was a segment two weeks ago where Mark, well, you know, this is back when like Buff Bagwell was like blowing up as like Buff could be the next like potential guy in the company. Oh my god! Before gosh. he broke his neck. Oh my gosh! Bro, Buff came out last week on Nitro and basically said like, bro, he comes out and talks to the camera, and says, I got a new mustache, I got a new mustache. And does his little jerky smile in the pose. Yes. And bro, like it's like the most hilarious thing ever. And he's like, "Wow, that guy got it. Got over the fact he got a new must a new mustache. He poses during his matches, and then people make fun of his posing. He gets pissed, and that's and that's all his matches. That's like all his matches. And that guy is like creatively one of the top guy, top under guys, like building up to the top in WCW at that time by doing that. Now, Man. think of the stuff we can think of the kind of stuff we complain about in WWF now. Mostly, it comes down to booking. The product's so much better, dude. I think, I think this, uh, I think 19 years ago, this episode, uh, I think they said that like all the matches on Raw, only two matches had finishes. Everything else was a run in or was a run in. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> they, they had one match. And keep in mind, this is the peak of Austin's the champion right now after right. WrestleMania uh, 14 in '97 or '98. Like the zenith, like this between between here and like Survivor Series. Yeah, like Rock's not very Rock's not, Rock is building towards becoming like the top hill in the company and the corporate champion, or and also like feuding with Man or whatever, and then doing the fit the hill the full on hill turn. That's it. But he's like he's he's still building. He's not there yet. Like so. You look at what we're getting on SmackDown compared to then, nah, bruh. Like it's a lot better right now on a consistent, like on a consistent segment per segment basis. You look at it, even even with Raw being long as all hell or whatever. Yeah. Um, like granted, granted, the best stuff on the Attitude Era is better than the than a lot of the best stuff here that we have now. But like, it is so much more consistently good now, especially the, the in ring product. Yeah, and and there's like. Um... I will say this though about the past, they it felt like there was a lot, there were a lot more like like Hall of Fame. Oh, I can't even say that now because there's like a lot of Hall of Fame talent, future Hall of Fame talent on the roster right now. 
Um, <clears throat> we just don't come to normally think of it as that because, like, you know, if we remove ourselves from being critical of, of a lot of the stuff, like, Kevin Owens is a Hall of Famer. Like, <laughs> Roman Reigns is a Hall of Famer. Well, this is, like, well, this is a real thing, right, for me. This is how I see it, right? We most of us are at a, a certain age frame to where like the rest of the attitude era is a wrestling that we grew up with. Like that's like looking back at like your favorite cartoon show. Like and, you know, nineties kids have their you know have their Red and Snippy or their Space Ghost or whatever else and things like it's the it's the or the Powder Puff Girl things like it's the greatest right. cartoons ever. But if you look back and look at, at it now that you're an adult and have different, ta- a more adult taste and critical eye for how how content is, well, I would have watched like, anything back. Like, then. Huh? I would have watched anything back then, like if it was wrestling. That's because you're a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like if you look at it now, you'd be like, it's a, it, obviously it's not as good as I, as I remember it being, but like you know, it was a boom period. So you can't really say like you know even people that are older even people that are older at the time were watching it and it was good but it's it's not compared to now like it's it's a, it's a progression that's gotten better it's like the same thing when he comes to basketball like people talk about how like people want to believe that like basketball in the eighties and the nineties is better than it is now it's like okay you mean to tell me all these do all these athletes around the world are running and jumping faster than they ever have before but because because of because of some reason, we think basketball players did, are, were better twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. That's fucking. That's 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 like asinine. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying like what I don't you know. In ninety seven, like after Sean or let's do this after Sean retires and Brett is in WCW, Who's the best wrestler in the world in 97? Or, or, or in North America in 97? Or 98? He was real rough. Like Benoit, Eddie? Yeah, and those guys weren't nearly positioned like in the top roles like that. Like, Right. Like, we weren't thinking about it in that sense. Yeah. I, I, just, I just think, like, the product is better now. Like on a on a bell to bell basis, in like, I mean, maybe the pro. I mean, I have to look back at it, but like some of the stuff you, I see about like these things, where it's like, bro, like they had they had the midnight, Ex- or they have sorry, they had the rock and roll express, like wrestling the headbangers, like <laughs> like in like what, uh, like February of ninety eight, like the, they, yeah. there was a feud on Raw between the headbangers <laughs> for the NWA titles between. Um, the Rock and Roll Express and Cornette was their manager. Yes, they had they, had they had Jeff Jarrett out there wearing bullshit. Oh, uh, <laughs> still. Yes. Um, uh, there was a lot there. There was a lot there that just wasn't. They had the fucking DOA. Like, <laughs> yeah, like think about like ninety eight. The like DOA worse than the like, YFM. Triple H is still wearing like the still dressing like a frat like a frat guy. Yeah, yeah. There, there was. If you want to pick at a lot of the at some of the stuff they did, then there's plenty to pick at. There's also plenty to love though. But, um, Undertaker and Kane. This at this time, 19 years ago, Undertaker and Kane are about to fight. In a, in a graveyard match. fight on top of their parents' 
uh, gray or gray st- gravestones right now in nineteen. Like that's where they're setting up for right now. Nineteen years ago, I thought the Inferno match was coming next. Like, does that does that sound like great TV to you, or does that sound ridiculous? I was in Undertaker Kane feud back then, but leading up to WrestleMania, after WrestleMania, it was like, all right, y'all about to start setting each other on fire now. I don't know how this is gonna work, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't quite, you know. Go. Um, hold on. Technical difficulties. We're back. Go ahead, James. Okay, since we brought up the Undertaker, you know what the Undertaker is doing, like right now, twenty years ago to this date, right? Let's see. He was uh, fighting in a feud with Mankind after WrestleMania, and he was being blackmailed by Paul Bearer. Exactly. He's getting blackmailed by Paul Bearer. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, he should have been worrying about a different black male, you know, <laughs> in, in Farouk, you know. But um, that that's going to – that was all the questions, James. You got anything else uh, you want to get it get uh, talking about on here? No. I mean, this was a really easy show. Like, I think in the future we need to, like, have – I think we need to – I think we need to outsource all the, all the questions to – to them, to the uh, to the group yep. from here on out. Yep, I, I think that's I think that's something we should look into. Like maybe every other show. Yep, we like throw, throw a big mailbag show. Uh, but yeah, that that was it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you guys want to download the show and share it, please do. Uh, we just two brothers trying to trying to make it happen on here, and you know we had a. Uh, uh, Mike Simbervivi for Wrestling Observer uh, the other week uh, come on the show trying to line up some more uh, guests and all that. So uh, keep enjoying the show. Spread the word. One Nation Radio. Later. Peace.